Welcome to the Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. I'm Philip Adams, one of the pastors from our Northside region, and throughout this season here at Park, we wanted to create something consistent that would add at least some sense of rhythm to life. And so to do that, we've altered our use of this podcast, and every day we're going to be posting a short devotional. We hope you'll join us. We hope you'll enjoy joining us. This is Daily Cut, and I'm Philip Adams. All right, here we are continuing our walk through Holy Week on this Good Friday, the day in which we remember the darkest moment in history. If you've been following along each day this week, we have thought about the final days leading up to the death of Christ through the eyes of those that were actually there. And today we are thinking about those Roman soldiers who crucified Christ, in particular the Roman centurion who would have overseen Christ's death. So first, I'm going to read the passage that this devotional is anchored in. Then I will read the devotional itself. So let's read from Mark chapter 15, verses 16 to 20, and then verses 37 to 39. And the soldiers led him away inside the palace, that is the governor's headquarters. And they called together the whole battalion. And they clothed him in a purple cloak and twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on him. And they began to salute him, Heal, King of the Jews. And they were striking his head with a reed and spitting on him and kneeling down in homage to him. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple cloak and put his own clothes on him. And they led him out to crucify him. And then verse 37. As Jesus is hanging on the cross, Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, truly, this man was the son of God. Amen. Now I will read the devotional entitled, The Crucifixion as Revelation. This wouldn't have been their first crucifixion. In the first century, Roman soldiers crucified thousands from slaves to criminals to political rebels. Each individual was crucified within their own story, bringing about their own unique moments of mockery and suffering. Jesus was no exception. The unique mockery of Jesus at the hands of the Roman soldiers was the result of disbelief and confusion as to who Jesus really was. Nobody really knew, not even his disciples. There were rumours of a kingdom coming with Christ as king, but the battered and bruised man standing before the soldiers in blood-stained, whip-torn rags stood in contradiction to any semblance of truth behind the rumours. In fact, Christ looked anything but majestic, anything but regal, anything but divine. For these first-century Romans to see someone suffer was a stumbling block in the way of believing that that individual could possibly be any kind of God-man. And yet the rumours were not entirely wasted on the soldiers because it was the rumours that gave the soldiers the inspiration behind their cruel jokes. They stripped Jesus and cast over his shoulders a purple cloak to celebrate his royalty. They pressed the crown of thorns into his scalp to signify his kingship. They saluted him and spat on him and knelt before him in submission to his authority with deep irony. While mocking Jesus, the soldiers were unwittingly recognizing Jesus to be who he truly was. It is this theme of Christ's identity that is carried through the Gospel of Mark, beginning with the opening verse where Christ is called the Son of God. 
Further clues are then given as we read of Jesus teaching and ministering and acting with divine authority. Yet it's not until Jesus is hanging on the cross, seemingly at his least divine, anything but regal, without profound teaching or crowd-stirring miracles, that Jesus' identity as the Son of God is proclaimed for the first time from the lips of a human. When the centurion overseeing the mockings and the beatings of Christ is stopped in his tracks. Mark chapter 15 verse 39 says, When the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, Surely this man was the Son of God. And so we have to ask, How did the stumbling block to belief become the very thing to convince? How did Jesus' suffering to the point of death bring about the centurion's belief rather than finalize his unbelief? There's a temptation that we can feel to only share with the world a crossless Christ, to minimize the offense and the gruesomeness of the cross and communicate Jesus simply as a great teacher, a man of peace and kindness, because isn't that the Jesus people really will be drawn to? The problem with this is Jesus himself said that without the cross, none of us can ever really know who he is nor can we make sense of anything else he did or said. Hence the Apostle Paul went on to write, I am determined to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Because as we see with the centurion, there is something in the crucifixion that becomes revelation. There is something in the stumbling block that stops people in their tracks. Today on this Good Friday, in silence and reflection, take yourself to the cross. Stand in the sandals of the centurion. Remind yourself that what you see is not just a man dying like a thousand others, but a divinely orchestrated act of atonement for the sins of the world, where Christ bore the wrath of God for our sins on our behalf. Hear Jesus cry, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Knowing that it was for us, he was forsaken. Then as you stand face to face with Christ on the cross and belief stirs in your soul, just as belief stirred within the centurion that Jesus truly is the son of God. May we grieve our part in the crucifixion, just as the centurion grieved his. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. We'll be back tomorrow with another short devotional. So stay tuned.